Trash Can presents being in a pointless meeting. Now here at Tech Corp America United Universal, we strive to make sure that we give quality service to all of our guests. We need to be selling, selling, selling all the time. You basically need to force it down their throats. And you want to give good customer service so they keep coming back. Now, we came up with 25% from last quarter, which is great. Our projections are 50% ahead of last quarter, and we are on target to succeed our budget by 57%. Now, I'm going to open up the floor. I'm going to open up the floor for any questions. Do any of you guys have questions? Um, yes, I have a question. Oh, jeez. Yes, so I work in HR, and the biggest problem that we have right now is people not following along with the guidelines set by the federal government. Now, the biggest thing that we have to talk about is Regulation H.R. 5235, which absolutely no one follows in this company. Now, this might not sound like a question right now, but I promise I'm getting to a question. Jim, Jim, shut up. We are going to miss our reservation at the Cracker Barrel. You know if all the party is not there, they will give our table away. And I'm trying to play that little jumping game. Shut it up so we can go get some chicken and dumplings. Fine, but when the auditors come in, all I'm telling you is it's going to be bad. Because HR, HR, 40, you know, let's just go to Cracker Barrel. My ideas are never listened to. Hi, I'm Chris. And I'm Micah. And this is the Donut Box Podcast. Man, it was almost like I was in a meeting real life, dude. You nailed that spot on. Yeah, yeah. I've been in too many of those where it should have just been a flipping email and they should have just got on with it. But hey, you know, it happens and we've survived them somehow. Well, we are in season two, episode 21 of the Donut Box podcast. We want to thank all of our listeners in Pennsylvania and Massachusetts and Maryland in Washington, Virginia, I got to get that Northeast uh, section, Georgia, Florida, Albuquerque, New Mexico, uh, Alabama, Mississippi, uh, Ireland. Where else are we got people listening? Brussels, Belgium, Honolulu, Hawaii. I think you did you say Hawaii already? I don't think you said Hawaii already. So we got Mm -hmm. Hawaii. We got Australia, New Zealand. I believe New Zealand was one as well. Um, we got we got people all over the place, man. We got uh, all over the world, international. Oh, we can't forget our Asian peeps in uh, Singapore and in Japan and all that good stuff, and also in Saudi Arabia. So welcome back to the Donut Box podcast. If you are brand new, each donut is a different segment, and we love to kick off the show with our favorite old-fashioned donut, which is a story from our past. Now, Micah and I grew up in Georgia. If you've been listening for a while, you know that. What you may not know about Georgia is that they have a big mountain dedicated. Well, it's not really a mountain. It's more of a hill dedicated to uh, the Confederate soldiers during the Civil War. Yeah. So essentially Stone Mountain is what it's called. And it's in the town of Stone Mountain, Georgia, believe it or not. But literally it is a big, huge mound of granite pretty much. And that's really what it is. It's just this giant natural mound of granite and... You can hike up it. But yes, it does have this very large carving of Robert E. Lee 
and Stonewall Jackson, and who's the other one? There's another one on there. It wasn't oh, wasn't it Jefferson Davis? I think it was Jefferson Davis. I know there's four. It's almost like the Mount Rushmore of the Confederacy. Of I the think. Confederacy. So I think it was Jefferson Davis. I'd have to look it up again. Really and truly didn't pay too much attention. But it's carved into the side of this thing. And uh, we ended up going and touring it, um, which they kind of have like a little touristy town at the bottom of it where it's it's kind of like formatted like a almost, wouldn't you say kind of like a gold rush town almost? Kind of how they formatted it. Yes, they formatted it like that, but that doesn't make any sense considering that the gold rush was out west. And but yeah, it it, it seems like a mining gold rush town is is the feel of it. And there's restaurants and all that stuff, but it is like a popular attraction to go to in Georgia. There are plenty of classes that take field trips there, and we just went just because we're like, oh, there's something to do. I think. Either sets of parents took us one time. I remember that much. Yeah, and whichever set of parents took us, I remember that we, what do you call those things? A tram or a trolley? One that is on a cable that kind of goes up in the air, but it's enclosed. So it's not like a ski lift, but you, you know what I'm talking about. What do they call those things? Yeah, sky lift, something like that. So anyways, uh, it has one of those that could take you up to the top, or you can choose to hike it. So for whatever reason, uh, I think it was because they didn't realize how expensive it was. Because uh, it was quite expensive to go up the... It's like a, a, I think it's called uh, like a sky lift. Sky That's lift what I thing. I, I, if I remember correctly, it was like 15 a person or something like that. It's pretty high. So I remember we get up to the top and we look around at the top. And weirdly, there was like a helicopter flying around. And that, that'll come in later. But... We were kind of like, okay, that's kind of weird. There's a helicopter flying around. But I just remember it was kind of breezy up there. But it's literally, you're just on top of this ginormous rock. And you can see Atlanta. And it's a pretty cool view. But other than that, I mean, it's probably five, ten minutes like, ooh, this is cool. And then it's like, okay, let's let's go, I guess. Whichever set of parents decided, okay, we're not going to take the tram down. It's it's not a, it shouldn't be a bad hike. You know, it's not too bad. So then we hiked down it. How was that, Chris? It was, because uh, I think I remember which set of parrots took us at this point. And I remember it was a rough uh, trip down. It was very rough. I remember certain people almost fell, not Micah. Uh, but it was, it was interesting, very interesting. And I remember just like you really had to watch where you were going. They, of course, they had rails and stuff. But if you took one, one step, you were going to just be tumbling down that rock and it was not going to be fun at all yeah it was kind of treacherous if i if i remember correctly and it was and i mean at that point you know i was playing football was pretty fit and we were going downhill i just remember thinking thank god we didn't go uphill because uphill would have been terrible it was pretty if i remember correctly it was like a mile and a half down there was kind of a sloping one end of it is kind of where the i guess where the carving is is that edge is pretty straight down and that's where kind of the sky lift and everything is the back end of it is kind of you know downhill sloping thing it's about a mile and a half in length and it's pretty i mean it's pretty treacherous i saw where they do uh like in the atlanta area they do like triathlons that end at the top of that thing and i can only imagine having to run up that thing that would be terrible it was also in the georgia heat too and the georgia heat is really 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 hot because it's humid and nasty and it was really hot uh, hiking down. But really, Stone Mountain, 
The only reason to go is for the history part of it. I'm pretty sure they maybe have taken it down. I don't know if they've taken it down. Do you know if they've taken it down or is it still up? Uh, you talking about the big monument display? Yes. Yeah, last I heard it's still up. Uh, the only other thing that I would say, you know, the rest is pretty touristy. Um, but as touristy as it may be, they had this 4D theater that was pretty fun. If you remember doing that, Chris. Oh, yeah. And I remember the snake just popped out at you. And it was it was a little scary. Not going to lie. Because, like, they do. The snake only doesn't only pop out at you. There's also, like, a burst of air. And so it is kind of fun. I, I do remember that at night they do have laser shows. So, like, they do have a laser light show, and it is kind of cool. And I went back a second time, and I actually got to see Skillet in concert uh, at Stone Mountain. Uh, and it was a pretty good concert. Uh, my brother had actually won the tickets off of a radio show. So we went uh, with him, my mom, and our good old communist friend that we talked about at Bojangles, old Joseph. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which which radio station did he win it off of? I think I can guess, but... Uh, it was called 88.3 WAFJ, and the initials... Winning Augusta yep, for Jesus. Yep, it said for Winning Augusta for Jesus. That's how they worked that out. But, I mean, Stone Mountain is cool. That, that part of history is bad, like, in America, but it is still interesting to learn about. And down in the South, it is... Um, interesting to learn about the the history of the civil war uh and there's rich history down there so it is uh i don't think there should be a monument like a mount rushmore of the confederacy but i do think some of that historic stuff should be preserved absolutely there is a lot of history down there and i'll just i'll just say this i would have rather went to stone mountain than some of the other field trips we did um i remember we did the augusta canal tour and if you're ever in augusta georgia do the augusta canal tour i don't know if it's still as good as it used to be but it was pretty cool even as a kid but i remember doing that but the other ones i remember and i don't know if you did this at your school chris but i remember we went to a plantation like a full-on plantation and it was like the like the full thing and i'm, I'm not going to go into details i mean because they they spared no details and i remember being as a kid going dang but anyways um, there was like that, and then I remember they were they were talking about taking us to um, do you know what Andersonville is like the big like POW camp for like Union soldiers, and it was like this terrible massacre pretty much, and they were like, yeah, we should take y'all there. I remember that was a whole talk at one point, like they were gonna take us there, and like the parents had to stop it. I don't know what was wrong with my school thinking about it. Yeah, we never went on field trips like that, man. I don't know what your school was thinking uh, about. I don't know either. I don't know either. Glad I'm out of there. Glad we're in Texas, brother. Yeah, Texas history and Georgia history are two different things, and I love Texas history just because I love Texas. Uh, but we're going to move into our next segment, which is the Jelly Donut, and that's our jail report. So, Micah, what stories do you got for us today? So, we have some interesting ones. First one starting off in the state of Oklahoma. So, we know Oklahoma's got some uh, interesting folks. Even the folks from Oklahoma will admit to such. So, there was a man who allegedly killed his friend over the summer because he thought the victim had summoned Bigfoot and was going to kill them while they were fishing. Was he smoking crack or high on bath salts? Uh, well, apparently they went noodling. Uh, and have you have you heard of noodling where you go fishing with your bare hands? Yep, I've seen that on TV. I think it's really cool. I would never try it, but I give major props. You got to be 
tough to go noodling. Yeah, I mean, it really hurts. And my thing is, uh, and Chris will tell you, I, I got this thing to where I'd be worried about snakes and stuff like that, and I'd be worried you'd be reaching in there and be grabbing a snake instead of a fish. And even, you know, best case scenario, you have this giant fish clamping on your arm. But anyways, um, so they went noodling, and him and his friend got into this confrontation, and so apparently then he strangled his friend over the confrontation, and his body was found the next day. So allegedly the guy who strangled his friend told authorities that he intended him to, that um, he had discovered that his friend had intended to feed him to the Sasquatch Bigfoot. The official report said, and the names are Larry and Jimmy, Larry advised Jimmy he believed Jimmy was trying to get away from him so the Sasquatch could eat Larry. <laughs> and Larry would not let Jimmy get away. And Larry punched Jimmy and struck Jimmy with a stick. And Larry and Jimmy fought for an extended amount of time, and then that's when he killed him. So there was, like, this whole confrontation. So it doesn't say if they were on anything, but it sounded like both of them were. That's what I was about to say. It sounded like both of them were smoking the drugs. Uh, yeah, man, you're strangling your friend. It reminds me of the beginning of Lord of the Rings Return of the King uh, when Smeagol uh, strangles his friend. When they went fishing, yeah. they went fishing too, <laughs> and he strangled yeah. his friend. They did go fishing, and it kind of looked like Oklahoma in that scene. Anyways, um, so no, it wasn't as pretty as Oklahoma. Or sorry, Oklahoma's not as pretty as that. That's true. Dis. Anyways, uh, Massachusetts woman unleashes a swarm of bees on deputies that were serving an eviction notice. Wow. So a woman allegedly unleashed a swarm of bees on the sheriff's deputies when they were trying to serve an eviction notice while she was in a bee suit. So, um. Uh, Apparently, the police officer showed up. She wasn't in the house at the time, but apparently she pulled up with a trailer carrying beehives, put on a beekeeper suit, and started shaking the hives and broke the cover off one, causing hundreds of bees to swarm out, and it initially stung one deputy over nine times. And apparently, let's see, several deputies and employees were stung, including three who were allergic to bees. So apparently, actually, more got stung. And more that were allergic. So one had to be taken to the hospital. How did they capture her? How did they capture her? Because I'm like, man, that is, that's creative, but also that's like sadistic too. Yeah, it is. Um, well, they tackled her because the picture that they have on here, it doesn't give the detail, but it does show her tackled on the ground in a bee suit. And then the next picture of them hauling her away. Um, she's charged with a plethora of stuff. Um, biggest thing is they're counting. <laughs> what I think is funny is they're counting how many bee stings there was to the officers, and that's how many counts of uh, endangerment to an officer that they're charging her with. And that number was forty nine, so forty nine counts. That means that they are po'd, man. They were like, "We're gonna tack on these charges. You got us stung by some bees." I know bees are good for the environment, but anytime I'm around a bee, I'm like, mm -hmm. yeah. I get Oh, uh -huh. I get really nervous. That and yellow jackets and hornets and any, anything like that. Anything flying. It, no, no, no. We're good. Um, so the next one's from the UK. Shout out to the UK listeners, especially Dublin, Ireland. Shout out. Um, so a teenager in the United Kingdom thought he could hide from the authorities by hiding in an oversized teddy bear after stealing a car. Ooh. So this guy was 18 and he was apparently near Manchester, England. I always like to say Manchester. And then, uh, so motor vehicle theft, 
and then driving while disqualified, so I'm guessing without a license, and leaving a gas station without paying. So after a search, they were looking, and yeah, so at, looking at the picture, it's a very large bear, and he cut a hole right in the bottom of it and uh, fit himself in it. Where did they find this gigantic bear? I have no idea. Let's see. When we And then the officer says, when we went to arrest them, our officers noticed a large bear breathing um, and then finding the suspect inside. So I guess that's how they found him was he was... Because, I mean, it, it was still full of stuffing. Like, you look at the picture, yeah, there's a large hole in it, but there's all this stuffing in there. So it's probably hot, really hard to breathe, I imagine. So, yeah, <laughs> I just saw... And you had just got done running from the cops, too, so you're probably out of breath and, yeah... I mean, it's a creative, it's probably one of the most creative ways to get away from the cops. It sounds like something out of a movie. Yeah, it does. But, hey, and they still caught him. Uh, so here's the next one from our favorite state, Florida, Florida. Um, so a Florida bride allegedly laces wedding food with pot, and then when deputy arrives and confronts her about it, she smiles and acknowledges it. So why did they even call or what tipped the cops off? Apparently some people got sick from eating the food. Uh, but at least 18 people complained of feeling high or ill after eating their food at the reception. And then 50 to 70% of guests uh, said that they felt the effects of it. But let's see. when they. But apparently she had nothing to do with the wedding. That's what it is. So... According to this, it was supposed to be given as a gift, as the wedding gift. Oh, okay. So apparently this was just somebody in the crowd, and essentially um, one of the guests had told the authorities that she had, they had saw this person place a spoonful of what looked like a green herb mixture into the olive oil for the bread. And when they confronted her, the bride allegedly, or the bride's friend allegedly admitted to lacing the food. And acted like she should be excited as if uh, a gift was given. Wow. Talk about a trashy wedding. But at the same time, I thought you were going to say it was like laced in the cake or like they had brownies or something there. But the olive oil for the bread? I don't know. Well, And then they also found traces of it in the lasagna as well. And so they said, yeah, 50 to 70% of uh, people at the wedding got it or felt the effects of it. And so she was arrested and um, charged with reckless endangerment. And also, it doesn't say what else. It says other a myriad of other crimes. So I'm sure there's... I could just imagine them being like, is this spinach? And it's like, no, it's freaking pot. It's like, what? No, no freaking ziti? <laughs> Love that. Anyways... But yeah, man, that's our jail report for this week. Those are definitely some interesting stories, man. Very creative. Uh, you got bees. You got a guy trying to hide in a teddy bear suit. And you got a lady putting pot in the olive oil for the bread. Very interesting. Out of the box. That's why I love this segment. Yeah, you can always find some weird, weird stuff on the internet. And uh, it's interesting what people get arrested for, I'm telling you. It's crazy. All right, man. Well, we're about to move into our donut hole and... What do you got for us? Oh, well, you know, you enjoy having uh, quizzes for our donut hole segment. So guess what? I enjoy games. It's the kids pastor in me. I enjoy playing the game. I enjoy asking you questions and seeing if you know it. So we're going to see if the Fine Arts Magnet School 
did you any favors again with another geography quiz, but this is regarding the United States. Okay, I might be a little bit better at this one. If you guys haven't heard when we did this one, I was horrible at geography, but I'm a little bit better at U.S. geography, not so much world geography. Uh, and some of these are pretty, you know, fairly simple, and then some of these are, you know, it took me a bit. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, so the first question here, which of these states does not have a panhandle? And, you know, you've heard of panhandle, so like Texas got the panhandle, blah, 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 but... It looks like a it looks like a panhandle. Exactly. So Florida, Oklahoma, Ohio, or Texas? Obviously Ohio. Ohio ain't got no panhandle. Yeah, definitely Oklahoma and Florida both do. Oklahoma's panhandle is like really small. It's only like you know, forty, fifty miles across. Uh, anyways, the next one. Which one of these presidents is carved on Mount Rushmore? Is it A Grover Cleveland? B. James Madison, D. Franklin Delano Roosevelt, or or I said D already, but I meant that is C. Uh, D is Theodore Roosevelt. It is Teddy Roosevelt. Teddy Roosevelt's on Mount Rushmore, right? Yeah, you're correct. It's Theodore Teddy Roosevelt. Got that right. And uh, so yeah, so this is a yes/no question, actually. Does any part of the Rocky Mountains touch California? Yes or no? Does any part of the Rocky Mountains touch California? To be honest, I want to say like a little bit of it does. Believe it or not, the answer is no. No part of the Rocky Mountains touch... uh, There is mountains in California, but they are not a part of the Rocky Mountains. What trick question. Yeah, I know. That was was a hard one for me, too. Uh, Which of these cities in Alaska is the farthest north? Oh, that's going to be hard. Is it Anchorage, Fairbanks, or Juneau? Well, I'm going to take a guess on the one that I've never heard of and go with Fairbanks. Deductive reasoning. And you are correct. It is Fairbanks. See, deductive reasoning, ladies and gentlemen. It gets you places. That's how he got the good score on the SAT. Um, <laughs> now My which- SAT scores actually weren't that good, so... <laughs> Uh, which of these states is the furthest south um, out of the list, of course? Is it California, Ohio, Texas, or Wyoming? Texas, baby. Texas is right by the goal. Yes, sir. It is Texas. All right. Next one. Which of these cities is not on the Great Lakes? Now, this one's going to be interesting. Okay. Is it going to be Cleveland, Duluth, Milwaukee, or Pittsburgh? Okay. So, the Great Lakes... It's Holmes, Huron, Ontario, Michigan, Erie, Superior. I guess it's Pittsburgh, man. Is it Pittsburgh? You're you're correct. It is Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's not on a Great Lake. Yeah, it's nowhere even near those. So you're doing pretty good. You're doing pretty good. You know the U.S. pretty good, seems like. So the next one, which state capital does not start with the letter M? So this one's going to be another interesting one here. So you kind of have to know the state capitals of these states. So it does not start with an M as the letter here. Is it Alabama, Montana, Vermont, or Wisconsin? Vermont, Wisconsin. So Wisconsin is Madison, right? That's the capital. Alabama is uh, Montgomery. 
What were the other two states? South Dakota and what? No, uh, Vermont and Montana. Vermont and Montana. I'm going to go with Montana. Yeah, you're correct. So Vermont's capital is Mont or Montpelier. I, I never know how to pronounce that. But yeah, so Montana. What's Montana's capital? It's sad. I don't know that. Montana's capital is, um, no, Cheyenne's Wyoming. Ooh, I should know this too. I'm, see, you can't be making the quizzes if you don't know the answers, my man. No, I know it. I know it. I got to think of it, though. I'll get there. I'll think of it. All right. Um, Portland is the capital of which state? Is it Maine or Oregon? Or is it both? Or is it neither? It's Oregon. Maine is the capital of Maine is Augusta. I know that much. It's actually neither. What? What's the capital of Oregon? Eugene. Are you sure? I'm looking this up right now. I'm fact checking you. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we are on Google as we speak. Oh, it's actually Salem, Oregon. It's not Eugene. Okay, well, I stand correct. I need to brush up on my capitals apparently too. Um, <laughs> all right, so the next one here. Which of these states uh, appears rectangular on maps? Is it Colorado, Georgia, Minnesota, or West Virginia? It's Colorado. Correct. Here's a weird question, and uh, we gave that shout-out to our Northeast folks, so this is kind of in that realm. Is New Jersey generally considered to be a part of New England? Yes or no? Are you asking me as a quiz? This is one of the quiz questions? Yeah, apparently um, there is a consideration whether they think New Jersey is a part of New England technically or not. Is New Jersey considered a part of New England? I would say yes. Answer is apparently no. Apparently New Jersey is not considered to be a part of New England. Well, what's considered a part of New England then, Mr. Apparently, <laughs> Apparently it's all the states north of New Jersey or had something to do with... Um, Whenever the English colonies started, essentially during the revolutionary times. Dude, I'm not going to lie to you. After Pennsylvania, it gets a little fuzzy for me up north. <laughs> I get you. Um, here's another Texas question. We just have a few more here. Which cities in Texas, uh, which of these cities in Texas is the furthest north? So you've got Austin, Dallas, Houston, or San Antonio. Which is the furthest north? Um... I would say Dallas. Yeah, it's Dallas. I was, like, thinking you were going to go, like, Lubbock or Amarillo or any one of those. But Dallas yeah. is definitely the most north. All right, last question. Which of these cities does not lie on the Mississippi River? Okay. Cincinnati, Minneapolis, New Orleans, or St. Louis? New Orleans or St. Louis. St. Louis does for sure. New Orleans. Does New Orleans? I don't think New Orleans does. Does New Orleans not? No, New Orleans definitely lies on the Mississippi. Oh, well, I got that wrong. So, what were the other two options? Uh, Cincinnati or Minneapolis? Minneapolis, then. Nope, Minneapolis is actually on the Mississippi River. The answer is actually Cincinnati, Ohio. Oh, wow. Well, you know, I'm not the sharpest tool in the shed. <laughs> hey, you got most of them right. I got the ones that matter about Texas. That's all that really matters. Just kidding. We love our other states. Yeah, the thing that bothers me is I don't remember Montana's capital. No, wait, I do. It's Helena. It's Helena, Montana. Fact check that one. Are you sure? I'm saying, dude, you could have final, been, been final on the Google answer. right now. I've been asking the these questions this whole time. How can I be asking these questions that I wrote out here? 
you know I'm not as sharp to be reading off certain things and asking you questions and Googling something at the same time. You know, it is, I did it have, is, it is Helena. Yeah. I was like, I, I knew I knew that one. Now, I didn't look very good on the Salem Morgan, but it is what it is. All right. You ready to move to the next segment, Chris? Oh, yeah, Fire I'm ready. you up? Yeah, All I'm right, ready. Chris. Well, our next segment is one of the favorites of mine. What fries my donuts? <laughs> it's Chris's turn. So, Chris, what fries your donuts? Oh, I'm going to be very, very, very direct. And I'm we're not big enough, so we won't get soup. I'm calling it out. Starbucks, I hate Starbucks. You know why I hate Starbucks? Let me go ahead and tell you why I hate Starbucks. Well, I'm not really a coffee drinker, for one. So I don't really like coffee, so I guess maybe I shouldn't say uh, I hate Starbucks. But I hate Starbucks. I hate everything they stand for. Uh, and I'm not going to get on really that big of a political thing. But here's the thing. Number one, everybody that works at Starbucks is the same. Starbucks is very pretentious. You have to, I feel like you have to be a certain kind of person to go into Starbucks or they look at you weird. Uh, number two. Yeah, you need to have a, you need to have a laptop and a certain kind of hairdo. Yeah, it's, I wouldn't say it's as hipster as like other local coffee shops, but it still is very pretentious. Number two. Why do I hate Starbucks? Because everything is so expensive. It's always been that way. Even in the early 2000s, I remember it was still always five bucks just to get a cup of coffee. For why? So you can put fancy stuff in it? Is it even coffee anymore? No, it's just sugar with a little bit of coffee. That's what it is. And I'm telling you, it's uh, the markup is incredible. I mean, you can go get the same level of coffee bean from your local store for I mean, Chris, you used to work in the grocery business. You even worked in the um, what would I call it, like the higher upper echelon um, of grocery stores. And you can buy these coffee beans by the whole and literally even ground up already. And literally, how much are they? They they're not that much. It's less than five dollars for a whole bag, I would imagine. Yeah, I think it's like eight bucks for some Starbucks brand roasted coffee beans. You can roast them yourself. Even if you don't even want to get those, you could probably get higher quality of those fresh ones that you can get from the store or even different brands or stuff like that. And you can get it for way cheaper as well if you wanted to just do it from the house. But here's my biggest beef with Starbucks. My biggest beef. I'm all about, you know, you're a company. You take a stance on things. I mean, Chick-fil-A is that way. Bahama Bucks is that way. You take a stance on things. But don't sit here and tell me that you care about the environment, that you care about other people, that you care about equality, but you won't even give your employees freaking Christmas off. You won't give your employees a holiday off. You guys are open 24-7. They don't close for any holiday. So what kind of message are you sending if you're saying, yeah, we care about the environment, we care about equality, we care about people's rights? You obviously don't care about your employees because obviously you're having them work on a holiday when they should be there with their families, when they should be at home spending time with their families. I don't care what you say. Oh, well, we don't want to promote being off on a religious holiday. Dude, forget that. Every other shop in town is closed on Christmas and Easter and people are getting to spend time with your families. Get the heck out of my face, man. All I'm saying is, you know the Karens and the sorority girls got to get their coffee on Black Friday morning and they got to get their coffee on Christmas morning. Yeah, I think that's absolutely stupid. 
Like, it's just absolutely dumb. I can't believe that you make your employees work on Easter and on Christmas and every holiday. Do you know of a holiday that they're closed, to be honest with you? No, I don't really know of really any time that they're closed. I, I know that it's like, I even remember there was one year that it was like, we didn't know a place to go get something to eat. And so it's like, oh, well, we know that Starbucks is going to be open and have the little stuff. It's like, dang, that's, yeah. I don't even like their food. Their food ain't good either. Here's my th- Here's my thing, man. If Walmart and McDonald's, some of the crappiest companies that are known to treat their employees like crap, are giving their employees off on Christmas and Easter, Starbucks, you should, I'm saying, you're preaching out of two sides of your mouth. And that is my biggest beef with Starbucks. It's not about the coffee. It's not about all that stuff. It's about that they're all saying one thing, and then you treat your employees like crap. I'm pretty sure the employees don't get paid that great or they don't really have that good of benefits. I don't know. I could be wrong. I don't know. I think they, they might because um, I actually know this guy and the only person that I've ever known that worked for Starbucks and it's up in the Pacific Northeast or Northwest, I'm sorry. And he literally is like a forest fighter by trade during a certain time of the year. I guess there's like a fire season, right? And he goes out and he is a firefighter. Well, in the off times, he goes and works at Starbucks and he seems to love it and the pay's fantastic for him. So I don't know, maybe maybe they do treat their people good. It, it might also depend on the area too. I'm not sure. Well, you know up northwest they are very uh very progressive. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with uh you know people up there are weird. Let me just say that. People up there are weird. I'm going to say it. But I think they do treat their people a little bit better up there. But I think everywhere else, man, I'm just like, I hate Starbucks. I hate going in there. Uh, all their food is frozen. Uh, and they just put oh, it I in hate the their microwave. Food. So if you want to pay 7 bucks for a microwaved uh, sandwich, be my guest. Or a microwave burrito. Uh, Starbucks microwave burrito if you want that. Heck yeah, man. And it's not even that good. I'd rather go to Sandra down the block who's going to make me the real stuff with the with the chorizo and the eggs and the potatoes. I paid $3 for that. I'll put it to you this way. My stomach's kind of weird. My stomach would prefer going up to the gas station and getting tamales from the gas station than going over to the starbucks and getting food i don't know my stomach can handle that better than it can handle starbucks food but i will tell you the one thing that you will get if you get one of those homemade burritos or tacos from like a sandra or maria that you won't get at starbucks it's made with love and starbucks don't make their stuff with love so that's all i got to say i i'm yeah starbucks fries my donuts so much oh i get that oh i get it i get it yep but i enough about that let's go into the happy stuff we're gonna move into our mystery donut and that's our improv segment so what we got buddy so we're going to do the abc game where essentially we're going to be going from one letter of the alphabet to the next and create a story based off of uh based off of it there um so chris what's going to be our scenario today let me think about it. Taking a cooking class. All right, at a cooking class. Did you want to start it off? Or you want me to start it off? Sure. I'll start it off. Apparently, we had to pay 50 bucks just to get into this class, and that doesn't even include the ingredients. Blasphemy. That is just way too much money. Can we get a refund 
on this cooking class. Don't even get me started. I would want to refund. I've been wanting to refund since the beginning. Especially since the instructor is 50 minutes late. For sure. If we're paying this much money, he better be showing up on time. Go ahead and fire up the burner and let's start on this class without him. Heck, I'm hungry. I'm in. I'm looking forward to making the ziti. Just listen. Ziti's out. Kick the butter over here to me so I can put it in the Z. Listen, bud, I don't kick nothing over to nobody. May I please have the marinara sauce so that I can put it in the Z? Now that's better. I will hand you the marinara sauce now that you've been polite. Obviously, you can't make a good ziti without some Parmesan cheese. Please, enough about the freaking ziti. Quit telling me how to cook my ziti. I am doing this so that I can boost my self-confidence. Really? Are you telling me that you're not self-confident? Why not? Self-confidence is the key to any good leadership position. Tell me leadership positions and things. You don't tell me things like that. Unfortunately, my ZD is now burning because you wouldn't shut your yap up and I couldn't hear my alarm. Oh, very nice. Just blame me all the time. Just like normal. Would you please stop making this about you? This was supposed to be a nice time. Xylophones? Do I hear xylophones? You always use xylophones for the letter X. Zebras too. I don't know why that ended with the zebras, but hey, it's all good. ABC game. Did you have to look up the ABCs on your phone? Mississippi education. There you go. So we're going to move into our that's our positive advice. And buddy, I'm going to let you go ahead and go first. Mine is a little cliche per usual. Got to have a little cheesy in your life. But um, yeah, so on the worst days, and I've been having some here lately. Here where I live, it's pretty cloudy in the morning time a lot and tends to burn off in the afternoon. And it always reminds me of something because... Um, I got planes flying over my house, and of course I love planes and whatnot. It could be as dark as you can imagine, right? Super dark, super cloudy, all that good jazz. You take off, and literally when you get to a certain point, it's always sunny, right? There's always a bright point. And so even if it looks dark, there's always a bright point, and it's always as easy to break through as it is to break through the clouds. Now, it might take a long time, but, you know... It'll 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 be bright at some point. It ain't easy being cheesy, man. It ain't easy being cheesy. So mine is I actually heard this in a good podcast this week, and it's kind of a leadership tip. It was saying that don't wait until you get to a certain spot or have a certain position or a certain title uh, to start leading. Lead from where you're at because leadership isn't about authority or titles or power. It's about influence, and you can influence somebody right where you're at. You know. I know we use a lot of sports analogies, but, uh, you know, a coach can execute the vision um, and they can tell people what to do. But if you have a good player that uh, follows that vision, they can help influence and lead people around them. And an influential player is more uh, beneficial and has more impact than a coach that's just telling everybody what to do. So learn where you're at. Even if you're not in charge, lead uh, with influence and you have influence over more people than you think. Uh, so yeah, it's been a good time, man. Uh, tell them about where they can find us. TVTrashCan.com. That's TVTrashCan.com. Yeah, come take a visit. Our site visits are actually up, so people are coming and taking a look and seeing all the cool stuff that we got over there. Uh, we got some interesting things from um, like our video works from our past. 
you could see all the stuff that we used to do, all the goofy antics we used to get into from what? What was that now? 12, 13 years ago. Take a look and you'll be in a world of our creation. Like Willy Wonka's chocolate factory. I don't know if it'll be as whimsical. There's not as much chocolate, but it'll be it'll be great. I promise. I think we should make a little intro. That's what they first watch whenever they go into trash can TV is like us in the Willy Wonka suit. I'm short, so I can be a Oompa Loompa, I guess. <laughs> we could just uh, we could get you one of them spray tans, you know, make you look orange, and uh, yeah, put you in an Oompa Loompa outfit. I, you know, we could even have kind of the doors opening. And it'd be like to our, anyways, yeah, yeah, I get it. Or we could just get Donald Trump to be our Oompa But yeah, so I think it's time for us to take this donut box to the trash. I'm going to let you sign off. All right, I'm Micah. And I'm Chris. And this is the Donut Box Podcast. Y'all be breezy on the streezies. Yeah.